you know as a podcaster it's horrible like oh change 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 sorry can't do it there's no way you know there's no mm-hmm. snowball's chance in hell of me keeping a paper uh calendar to be able to do that power to live more with joe dodds welcome to the power to live more podcast all about productivity organization well-being energy and resilience I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today, Joe's interviewing Scott McCarthy of Moving Forward Leadership. Joe subscribes to a podcast guest service and spotted Scott's podcast a while ago. She asked to be a guest on it and then invited Scott on to ours. They did the interview for Scott's a few weeks ago, but he's more organised than Joe and is publishing way into the future. Joe has had a gap in her interviewing and she only interviewed Scott this week. Scott's leadership journey started when he was young and had the drive to take control of everything that needed to be planned. Transferring these skills to the Canadian Army, Scott enrolled as a logistics officer in 2001 when he was selected to attend Canada's prestigious Royal Military College of Canada. At the age of 24, Scott commanded an army transport platoon comprising of over 80 soldiers. At 33, he was selected to command a logistics squadron of 200 members. However, his experience goes beyond commanding. In 2009, Scott deployed to Kandahar, Afghanistan, where he was selected to help train, mentor and coach members of the Afghan National Army. Scott believes that everyone needs leadership skills. As a leader, he believes that delegation is a force multiplier, that teamwork is the centrepiece of all organisations and that leaders have an obligation to leave a legacy which outlasts them. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Scott McCarthy of Moving Forward Leadership. Great to have you with me, Scott. Thanks, Joe. Super looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah, lovely. And we, uh, we've we done one for your podcast uh, recently, haven't we? So this is our second conversation, uh, and now you're in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I promise uh, no kids waking up that I have to go put down to bed. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were doing a... Um, uh, personification of working parenting last time, weren't we? That was uh... <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting to say the least. I did that once. I was on a podcast. I think I've mentioned it here before. I was doing a webinar aimed at working parents, talking about you know the pressures of being a working parent. As um, my two year old ran in the door in the middle of the whole thing because uh, three uh, a parent and two grandparents hadn't managed to keep her occupied. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Awesome. So, Scott, tell us um, a bit about your rather um, work-heavy life from what I know about you. Tell us, <laughs> tell us what you do. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, right. I guess you can chop me up to three pieces. Uh, part one is obviously we just discussed being a parent, a father, and all that. That mm-hmm. It all comes with that uh, of a almost three-year-old and another one that is en route. Ooh. And now 
<laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and then by day, I'm a senior Canadian Army officer, and I command a uh, a logistics squadron of 200 soldiers. And then by night, I run Moving Forward Leadership, which is a uh, leadership consulting podcast and uh, basically coaching service. So yeah, I'm just a touch busy from day to day. <laughs> so clearly, at some stage, you thought I'm not busy enough being a, a, a um, army officer and a, um, a parent and husband and so on. I'll just add in a whole another layer to that <laughs> yeah it's funny it basically i started to keep myself out of trouble right uh, my wife was busy she was changing careers she was super busy with school and i just needed to find something to fill the gap in the evening time other than sitting drinking beer and watching hockey which is a quite canadian thing to do so instead <laughs> i just started a podcast and website and everything that goes with it lovely <laughs> so paint a picture for for what the days look like um so when you're at your your job are you in an office are you out and about it does it vary quite a lot and then when you're doing your own thing um where are you working from yeah for sure so at the army life i do have my own office uh but i'm also spread across eight different locations as well we're, we're a very diverse unit uh you know decently sized at 200 folks so we're spread across eight Location, so I do spend a bit of my time trying to get out of my office and wandering what we refer to as walking the lines and seeing the soldiers on the ground doing the business and seeing how their day is going on. So that's uh, basically eight to four. And I pick up my boy on my way home from daycare, do the dad thing. I eat supper, get him get him ready for a nighttime routine, and then sometimes successfully, other times not so successfully, get him <laughs> down for bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I basically crack into uh, doing the podcast and, yeah, and working yeah. the website and, and all that, everything that's associated with it. So Yeah, yeah, lovely. So so tell us a bit more about why you do what you do. So, again, we, I guess all the way through this interview, we'll be talking in two different <laughs> different uh, angles to yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I won't definitely, I don't think I want to bore people with uh, why I joined the Army thing. Let's just say uh, I just want to do something different. So I end up doing something which unifi uniforms everybody and everything. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I started the podcast, like I said, a little bit hint of that, like basically feel a long time. It started off with just the podcast and it, and it just slowly grew. And what I'm doing is I'm just trying to help people become better leaders and, and help them be the best leader they can be. Yeah. On top of that, uh, obviously, it is my game plan to transition out of military life eventually. Uh, we, we do have a shelf life in the Army. So that's hopefully my game plan is to basically transition out of the Army into moving forward leadership full time and basically do what you do uh, on a day to day basis. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those are basically the driving factors there. Yeah, yeah, lovely. So how do you prioritize what, what you do? I mean, you've already talked a little bit about a, what a sort of standard day looks like, but there must be times when you have to prioritize one thing above the other how, how do you make those decisions yeah there's i guess uh, basically i look at things in either uh time or impact right uh time i is is pretty simple it's like okay what needs to get done the, the quickest and soonest uh you know what's the media hits where you look at due date do deadlines and due dates and all those jazz and that basically runs that one that's not too difficult now impact is basically what's going to have the greatest impact on work whether that's at at, uh, at work as in the army life or even here moving for leadership uh what's going to have the greatest impact and those kind of drive my priorities mm -hmm. and uh and then you know things that i can do and thing and i think we're going to talk a bit about it and what 
others can do, right? Mm, so yeah. I try to push off. And actually, a podcast I was on got released this week. Uh, I got asked what kind of leader I was. And I said, well, I'm a lazy one. I try to delegate as much as I can. <laughs> so that's basically how I drive you know, my priorities. Yeah. Now, of course, you always got the outside, outside influences too, i.e. my bosses or my audience, what they're asking for, what he's demanding from me, yada, yada, yada. But when it's basically to myself, either, okay, what's, what's needed timely-wise and then what's also going to have the greatest impact. Mm-hmm. So when we think specifically about getting things done once you have prioritized, how are you managing that, particularly given that you have got such diverse things to manage, I guess even in your job, never mind across the two different roles that, that you have? How do you do the actual, you know, I've got to get this done today bit? How, how do you manage that? Yeah, I'm a huge scheduler. Uh, I schedule times for when I'm going to be doing, uh, uh, you know, work. I.e., work either working at the computer or working on you know various files or something. Like this I have times when I'm checking my email. I have times when I, I'm scheduling when I'm not going to be out of my office. I.e., walking around the lines, all that jazz. So my calendar pushes, drives me, and and how I decide how I'm going about it. Mm. And an actually interesting thing I picked up. I picked up a book once called The Power of When. Yep. You, have you read that I one? I have, yeah. We talked about it on one of the recent podcasts. No, we talked about it. Well. Great. Yeah. So, you know, the power when, uh, chronotypes and all that things, and basically you build your own calendar when it's the prime things to do things, right? So yeah. I spend my my mornings in that hard analytical crunching. Yeah. And do basically working on those types of things. The afternoons are more uh, my meetings and my create, and then my evenings go into my creative creativity time, which lines up perfectly on how... I do actually all three things <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so I wonder if your chronotype drove your choice of, of career and things or, or the other way around. <laughs> so, so which did you come out? You must be the, I came out as a, I came out as a lion. Lion. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're one of those ones who gets up at like four o'clock in the morning and you've done the whole day by six o'clock or something. I am so uh, not that person. <laughs> I'm the opposite. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, most mornings I wake up between 5.30 and 6. And that's just naturally without an alarm. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, And when I wake up, I'm ready to roll. Like there's yeah. none of this hitting the alarm clock five times business, right? Yeah, I should have known it without even asking actually because we're interviewing at 8 o'clock your time, 8, 8 a.m. And you replied to my email that I sent late last night <laughs> saying, looking forward to interviewing you tomorrow, which is probably today by the time you read this. And you replied to me at least three hours before now to say yeah looking forward to speaking to you later and i was thinking was it- this must be the middle of the night for you <laughs> <laughs> no no it was, it was about two hours ago it was about 20 after six or so <laughs> coffee was brewing <laughs> and i was still asleep <laughs> <laughs> so your calendar's driving things do you do you use an online calendar or is it paper uh, I'm a uh, digital. No way. Uh, things change way too much for me to uh, do paper. Mm. Uh, I'm always shifting things around, uh, both work and podcasting life. Yeah. Uh, podca- you know, as a podcaster, it's horrible. Like, oh, change, change, change. Sorry, I can't do it. There's no way, you know, there's no mm. snowball's chance in hell of me keeping a paper uh, calendar to be able to do that. No. So it's all online, both, both ends. I have tried the paper journals and I, they just don't work for me personally. Uh, It's one of those things I would like. I think there's some definitely utility in it. And I've read all kinds of articles and papers on saying, Hey, paper's the way to go and all this jazz. I try it and it 
does not work for me. So, you know, I kind of like cut my losses, move on. It definitely works for my wife though. She, I bought her one for Christmas and she, she eats up the paper uh, agenda and calendar and stuff like that. And it works great for her, but not for this cat. So we might be opposite chronotypes, but we're definitely on the same page um, to use probably the wrong word on the basis of technology. Most of my guests <laughs> actually come on and say paper. And, you know, I, I find myself um, bristling a bit. <laughs> not my thing either but it's probably mm -hmm. it is probably driven by what you said actually that that I mean I, I sat with my friend yesterday who was in her paper diary scribbling things out or rubbing out and and rewriting things and so on and and as you say when you've got a busy life things change so much it's it's almost I find it quite disheartening to to be rubbing things out or scribbling things out and having to sort of make a mess I, it, if I have paper it has to be perfect so that's probably yeah. why I don't do it <laughs> Absolutely. And I find uh, the one thing I would say, though, I think with the paper method, it probably forces you to sit and relax and actually think about it more, more mm. so than digital, mm -hmm. which definitely would be an added benefit. And, it, and I think that's what helps my wife. But for for this guy, I'm just I'm too busy. Like uh, I I have a meeting which was supposed to be 10:30 this morning, which just I got a hold the guy messaged me. He's like, oh, we're gonna push back to 11, and then, you know it's just yeah. constantly changing, right? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. just the way just the way it goes. Mm. So what about other tools and, and apps then? Do you, do you do other technology things? What are your favorite uh, tools? Yeah, uh, Army of Life, we, we're, we're really simple. Outlook is Outlook, Microsoft Suite, psh, done, right? And that's mm -hmm. basically that's basically it. Uh, here with Moving Forward Leadership, I'm a fan of the G Suite. So I basically use that for most of it. Uh, so Google yeah. Calendar for my calendar, uh, Google Docs for doing all my show notes, uh, pre-writing articles, those types of things, and mainly because I can access it from everywhere. If, if I'm taking a, my lunch off and just relaxing, sometimes even at my lunch at work, I'll even work on moving. <laughs> I'll actually work. Um, and then, so I access it from work, right? Mm. Um, I use Calendly for all my scheduling, which is really good. And then for my interviews, I use uh, Zoom, which we discussed as well. And Zoom as for a podcaster, I find really helpful, but just the way it saves the files and breaks it out and, mm. and you can edit makes it a lot easier because I do all my own editing on top of that. Uh, so <laughs> this makes life easier for me, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So no. It's pretty simple. I don't have anything complex. I don't, I don't, you know, I try to keep it as simple as whatever works, got it, use it and, and, mm. and you know, choose the results. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got uh, zoom. I'm about to start doing some video interviews around sort of particular topics as opposed to with a sort of standard format as we're using here. And uh, it's interesting. I was looking on their um, homepage and there was a video about a uh, child, uh, surgery and how Zoom's helping with it and I was thinking I've got to watch this video I don't normally watch videos but I'm thinking I've got to watch this because this is like their lead story in selling the platform and I'm going in there because I want to interview people you know two up on the screen and I know it's you know quite good for that and all that sort of stuff as you've just said but it was really interesting to me that they're you know their their selling video was something to do with surgery you know hospitals so I watched the video and what they were saying is that they um they, when they have an issue, when they've got a, a child anaesthetized, they can take pictures, digitize them, send them off to, to a specialist hospital, jump onto Zoom and have a face-to-face -face meeting with the people who can give them advice. 
and take that away and, and carry on with the operation. And they said what that's done is it's reduced the amount of time the children are left under anaesthetic, and it also reduces the number of operations they have to have because they can deal with it all in one go rather than having to you know, sort them out and then go off and ask the questions and then come back and do another operation. And I just thought, wow, what an amazing use of, of technology that you know, people, lots of people just wouldn't know that that's happening. Yeah, no, it's incredible. We live in such an amazing time, I find. I know a lot of people say the inverse of that. I, I disagree. It's yeah. easy to look at the garbage that's going on in the world, but there's so much good that's going on that just gets overshadowed. Mm. And uh, we should be doing better at you know highlighting those things, such mm. as this, this core example, right? I mean, you, I guess you can't share some of this stuff, but um, it always, I think people get... Um, their view of the military in whichever country is that it's always very rigid and I think some people think old-fashioned because they think you know command and control and and you know security is so tight that you know all these things don't move very quickly but certainly conversations I've had with friends who are in the British army you know it is fairly cutting edge is is that the same in, in Canada and is that the same in terms of technology um I guess for me personally, no, we're definitely not cutting edge in technology uh, necessarily, but it depends on where you're at and, and the job you're doing. Yeah. I personally don't, I don't need cutting edge technology to get our job done. Right. Right. Now, granted, uh, they are in the process of procuring new trucks and equipment for what we, what I do in the army, which is great. We're not going to see those for probably five to 10 years, mm. but they're, but they're coming. Generally though, when we do go out and buy something of that nature, uh, they we try not to buy last year's model right because we don't buy something again for 25 30 years yeah yeah so okay. you don't you don't want to be constantly retrofitting updating yeah. um regarding like old-fashioned though i think we're slowly getting better at knowing what we can talk about easily uh, publicly yeah uh, and, and then knowing truly you know what does need to be under the cloak and dagger for and for great reasons right there, there's so much stuff out there mm. that uh, we do that can't necessarily get out especially when, uh, when we're on operations obviously that's yeah. that's a totally different ball of wax mm. but day-to-day -day business I, I find we're actually getting much better uh, the reins are kind of loosening especially with the age of social media now Mm, it's yeah. so easy for for us to show what it is we do yeah and to the public so that they have a better understanding and, and for multiple multiple reasons one is obviously making a bit a deeper connection with the country we're serving two is recruitment pro, uh, purposes yeah. and three you know actually is that whole deterrence factor of showing potential enemies out there like hey this is what we are doing this is what we can do you may want to think twice about messing around yeah. with us yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. We're, we're slowly getting better at those types of things, and uh, and from a leadership standpoint as well, I find uh, we are definitely evolving in, in, and we're probably at the cutting edge there more so than what you would find in the business world. In that, uh, especially I feel with my generation leaders right now coming up through, we are definitely being more personal with our soldiers. We're definitely being able to connect with them better. So that in the end of the day, they can achieve what we are asking them to achieve on our behalf. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you touched earlier on um, other people helping you to get done what you need to get done. And, you know, we, we talked before we, we came on that by that I always mean, you know, holistically, whoever that may be, mm -hmm. whether that's people at home or people in work or, or outsourcing or whatever. Who, who helps you get your stuff done apart from your editing? Because obviously you're doing that yourself. Just like yeah. I am. <laughs> 
so yeah for moving forward leadership it's a it's a one-man show it's all me i get everything done however i do have a, a great web developer that uh, does my web my web development for me so that's the only thing i've ever actually outsourced so all my uh, show notes all my editing production for the podcast writing of my articles uh, even coaching notes and everything is all done by myself mm-hmm. um for my daily life in the army, I, I have I do have a pretty robust robust team. I have what six or seven direct reports that were for me, and then uh, and then the chain of command goes down from them, right? So yeah. it is fairly robust. Uh, I have what we refer to as three troop commanders. So my my squadron is divided into three different troops, each their own different uh, aspects. Uh, so those guys command those individual troops, and then I have a second in command. I have a sergeant major. I have a, a, a civilian HR person. I have all kinds of different people, mm. operations officer. These all report to me and uh, help me getting getting the job done. So it's a really robust team because uh, we do have a lot of moving parts day in day out, and I rely heavily on them uh, to get to get the work done. Yeah, because I'm not always there, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us a bit more about. Um, how you get that done. So, you know, the, the sort of whole delegating piece, what, what you know, you're, obviously you have moving forward leadership as your organisation as well. So, you you know, you're interested in leadership. Give us a few tips about yeah, uh, what, what being a good leader is about. Um, <laughs> I, 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 so I kind of hinted earlier, I'm a lazy leader. And what I mean by that is I delegate as much as possible down to the lowest level. I tell my guys if, uh, if, it doesn't concern me, i.e. if I don't need to know about it, if I don't need to approve it, if I don't need to work on it, whatever, I just don't care. It has nothing to do with me then. Mm-hmm. So those three troop commanders I mentioned earlier, I tell them if it only concerns your individual troop and you don't need extra resources, you don't need any extra guidance or anything, then I don't care. This is your problem to solve and yeah. work with. Once it starts spilling into one troop into another, multiple troops involved, that's when I start caring. Mm-hmm. Now, not to say that they don't can't come to me for advice, absolutely, they can come for me anytime uh, for advice and guidance and whatever they need to be able to get their job done. But the decision ultimately lies with them, and I empower them and I tell them to push their decision makings to lowest level. Because what happens is the decision making process speeds up, and you're not waiting on that one person who's stuck in a meeting for three hours to make a decision to get your your you know whatever you're trying to achieve achieved. Yeah. Right. So yeah. keep pushing, keep pushing it down. And then that enables everybody to make decisions quicker. They develop faster as individuals. They start immediately seeing larger pictures because they're forced to see the larger picture of the organization they're working in. Mm-hmm. And in the end of the day, you're moving faster, harder, quicker than you've ever moved before and after almost two years now of me pushing this type of mentality on our guys we are truly seeing those results like i i think i got three emails yesterday (laughs) (laughs) right you know i talked to some like co-workers and they're going through like 150 i'm like yeah i got like three yeah yeah and that frees me up now to think strategic and long term Mm. Be- because and that's exactly where I need to be because we're actually getting a brand new building. So those eight locations that I I mentioned, we're actually consolidating down in three. Mm. Mm. So so we're vacating six. Let me do the math right. Yeah, we're vacating six and consolidating them down into one. Mm. And there's fifty million other problems with that one individual problem. 
Our whole way of doing business is actually going to change. Yeah. Our structure organization is going to change because we're going from a decentralized model to a centralized model. Mm. How our processes, our processes are going to change. So instead of me worrying about, oh, uh, how many trucks am I going to send on this individual task today or tomorrow? I'm worrying about how we're actually going to look, operate, and feel 18 months' time. Mm-hmm. And, and do that's you think where that, I need to be. Yeah, and do you think that might challenge some of your um, empowerment practices? Because it, it's sort of easier to empower people when you're in different locations because they, to a certain extent, just have to get on with it anyway. Do you think people will try and revert because you're all in the same place or certainly in less places? Yeah, there's definitely going to be those types of challenges because uh, people will, will, you know, tasks will get taken away from people mm-hmm. and it all, it, it, it all depends on how they're per, how they perceive it. Right. Yeah. You can spin something one of two ways. An event happens, you can spin either it's good or you can spin it as bad. News, are, news is fantastic for this. We all know that. And it's the same, same way in leadership. You can say, okay, right. You're no longer empowered to do this, this, and this, but I've also taken those responsibilities away from you so that you can, uh, you know, you can focus on what your actual daily job is this, this, and this. Yeah. So, it all depends on how you spin it. Communication, obviously, is the big piece. So uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I had everybody in a big auditorium. We went through the whole building, even though we're uh, about eight months out from occupation of the building. Um, I had them in. We briefed them on everywhere. Like My goal is before an individual even steps foot inside the building, they know exactly where their seat is, right? Yeah. So you empower them, you explain to them, and I explained it. I just said it exactly how I said to you. Like Things will change. You need to get in the mindset now that, we're going to a new building. It is not going to be the way it was. Yeah. Right. Things will change and for good reasons, but it's also for your benefit. And I'm not talking about people, you know, and people immediately get antsy, right? Like, Oh, am I going to lose my job? Or am I going to post it out? Whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. It's not about people losing jobs. In fact, it's the complete opposite. It's about empowering you so that you can do the daily business easier, better, faster. Mm Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I was at an event yesterday um, on a speaker panel talking about whether workplaces are um, for attracting and retaining people. You know, so there was a bit of a debate about, you know, whether you have Google-esque workplaces or, or you know, uh, somebody was saying, oh, we should be not in out of city places. We should have, be all in the city. It should all be London centric. And of course, that caused a load of controversy, including me saying, I know this is a, a property conference but I actually think we don't even need offices anyway we can all just work from home (laughs) (laughs) but um it was interesting there was a guy there that I met at another conference a few weeks ago and they've just done a whole load of digital transformation with their organization and they have got hot desking and people working from home and different different ways of working now so I'm just going to cough hang on we'll have a drink anyway and um they um (laughs) <laughs> a little quote you might like if you do get some of those people who who are finding it difficult to change there might be one or two that fit into his little um uh, mnemonic which was cave um employees and that stands for colleagues against virtually everything <laughs> I love it. I love it. There, there are those folks right and, and you, it makes sense when you think about it like some people because so I refer to 200 soldiers, but I also have a number of uh, civilian employees mm-hmm. that work for me, right? So some of them have been working here for 20, 30 years even. I have one lady who's been working in our in 
her job, I think, for 35 years now. Yeah. So she's like, why do I need to? I don't want to change. I've been here forever. And I've, you know, to the point where they feel like they've earned the right to change. Unfortunately, that's not how the world works. No. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it, I can see why they think that way, but at the same time, it's about communication and, and managing expectations and informing them well yeah. in advance that, you know, get in the mindset that things will not be the same as you move forward mm-hmm. after a major event, such as, you know, for my case, consolidation of six buildings into one mm-hmm. and having, instead of having like 30 to 40 people working in a building, now we're going to have up towards 170. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. You can keep that little, that little word for those frustrating moments and have a little chuckle to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luckily, unluckily for me, I transitioned out of this job this summer and I handed it off to my successor. So it's up to her. <laughs> Lovely. So thinking about yourself and your extremely busy lifestyle, how do you keep healthy? And I guess, you know, with the army thing, you probably have tests you have to do to prove that you are fit and all that sort of stuff. How, how do you keep that up in terms of your time? You know, you've got so much else going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my favorite time is lunchtime because actually I, th- I do n- normally take a break and that's actually when I get my um, physical training. And so I, I go to, we have a little gym at work that I actually get ready and just go there and, and do my daily workout there. And I find that's a great break for me personally. Mm-hmm. And actually even, you know, we go boomerang back to we're talking about chronotypes and different things. It actually sets as a transition period, right? From that whole hard analytical piece Going in, do my workout, I completely break it, and I come back in for all my meetings and all that jazz. So right. it, yeah. it helps me. It helps me, you know, get my mindset basically dumped from the morning, prepare for the afternoon, and carry on. So that's how I, I keep healthy that way. Generally, we generally try to eat a, eat a healthy, balanced life. Uh, uh, food regime. I'm trying to say, <laughs> although McDonald's yesterday definitely didn't help that, but you know. <laughs> But at the same time, you got to have balance and you, you can't just, uh, you got to be able to enjoy life at the same time. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So it's, pretty, it's pretty simple. And, uh, and generally, we're pretty active. Like, there's very little TV watching going on here. Yeah. Um, uh, although uh, I do run these two different gigs, I, I do spend a bit of time at the computer. I don't be here uh, if I don't have to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so tell us a bit more about about, about relaxing. How how do you have that downtime? Because it, it's limited from what you've told us. So, how do you make sure you get the most of it? I guess the exercise is part of that. Yep, the exercise part of that. Uh, I generally try to find at least half an hour a day to do some reading, mm-hmm. which you normally self development, which is not necessarily relaxing, but it is. <laughs> uh, and and the way I look at things, I always look at things quality over quantity. So. Uh, weekday, I try to focus on quality work time. And then what I try to do on the weekends is absolutely no work at all. So we, um, my wife and I, uh, have our own camper trailer that we go to every weekend. We spent, wow. we just spent all last weekend. It was a long weekend here in Canada and we just literally spent the whole weekend there and there's no cell reception there. So there's no phones and there's no computers that go up there. It's just literally the three of us, uh, the dog campfires walking around beach time and all that jazz so that definitely helps us unwind uh friday evening saturday and then sunday afternoon we'll probably generally come home again mm-hmm. and then start prepping for the week uh but sunday still i try not to do anything even like we go to the extent of that we have a unwritten rule we don't do grocery shopping on weekends right 
<laughs> right? Because it's, it's our time. We, we, yeah. we save that. There's no such thing as Sunday routine for us. We don't do, you know, we don't do our, our, our cleaning of the house, laundry and all that jazz on Sunday. We don't do any grocery shopping on Sunday, which a lot of Canadians actually reserve Sunday for. No, we cram that in during the week. Yeah. Yeah. So that we have our weekends to ourselves to actually relax and unwind. Um, generally a week, a year, every year, we try to get down south to Mexico, uh, especially get away from the dreaded winter up here and see the sunlight yeah uh yeah so that's that's another way of relaxing but that's more obviously a once a blue moon type yeah. thing i love how you're so intentional with your weekends when um when you were describing it i involuntarily smiled which obviously you can't see because we're just doing audio um <laughs> but even just thinking about the concept <laughs> obviously it relaxes and calms people down i'm thinking i maybe i just need to think about doing that every weekend <laughs> it, it made a huge difference with us uh, when we had that rule uh, even before we had uh, our son ethan that we wouldn't do any grocery shopping or or cleaning and all that jazz on on the weekends and mm -hmm. just took time for ourselves because life is chaotic enough as it is and and what you find is you end up you know it's like oh i got an hour or two and during the weekdays and you end up film it with uh, some garbage tv show that you're watching although yeah. some of them are yeah, garbage they're pretty interesting uh but still you you fill it with that with that instead of emptying out your weekend so that you could do quality yeah. things so yeah. again it's quality over quantity right yeah absolutely love it love it so you talked about uh, self-development what what um books or podcasts or resources would you recommend for for that Oh God! Do you actually want to answer? Ask me that question because I got too many. Yeah, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> I have to say your top three or something. I don't know. Wait, what do you? Uh, <laughs> Literally, I have what's that? Uh, two, four, six. I have twenty-four podcasts I'm currently subscribed to. Uh, <laughs> so let me give, give one per per genre per se. You can, uh, or, or I think with podcasts, I have t a ton that I'm subscribed to, and sometimes I listen to more than others because obviously you know life Absolutely. gets in the way but there's 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 one that i always listen to uh, in fact two that i always listen to without fail are there any of those that you you know you wouldn't miss a show yeah so yeah so i'll give you three and and each one has a different genre per se cool. so uh for fitness uh i listen to the fitman project with josiah novak right super yeah he, he he's top notch uh fitness coach and and full disclaimer i'm actually one of his clients he gives me my workout schedule and all that jazz it's it was yeah. that good Mm -hmm. So the Fitman Project with Josiah, uh, actually for parenting, you know, I definitely want to be a better dad uh, than I could, best dad I could be. So I listened to the dad's edge with Larry Hagner. Larry's really great. Love it. Yeah, some serious, yeah, he's uh, some serious, interesting, uh, interesting in, uh, guests on there uh -huh. from all kinds of different, uh, different, um, you know genres or or specialties whatever yeah and then finally uh which one was i looking at um the business one uh where is it oh personal development this one's great i'll I'll leave it here quick brain with jim quick he got a super oh. interesting super interesting story so jim quick had a uh, a uh severe brain injury when he was a young child and and grew up with with uh with a learning disability, now he can walk in the auditorium up to like 200 people and remember their names, not even forwards, mm. but actually recite them both first and last names backwards. Yeah. It's incredible. So, yeah. 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 Some interesting tidbits. And that one's super short. Generally, it's only about 10, 15 minutes long. I'm so glad you've said that. And it's funny how these things happen. I was talking to somebody last week from the um, Tony Buzan uh, organization, so the mind mapping 
Um, she's, mm -hmm. she's running that organization. And uh, she was talking about they do, there's an international mind memory type event that Tony set up years ago and she's a five times champion and all this sort of stuff. And I said to her, oh, it reminds me of, and I couldn't remember the guy's name. And it was, it was um, Jim Quick. Jim Quick, is that right? Yeah. I'd seen yep. him somewhere. He spoke somewhere or I'd seen him on something and it was him that I was thinking of. I couldn't think of his name and you've just given it to yeah. me only less than a week later. How weird is that? That's awesome. <laughs> Lovely. And what about books? Uh, books, well, we obviously talked about the power of when. Yeah. Uh, let me just have a quick look. There's like a ton in my mind. Let me look at my bookshelf because I'm actually right here. <laughs> All right, so uh, we already talked about The Power Win. I think that's a super interesting book and the concept behind it. Yeah. And then uh, from a leadership standpoint, I always enjoyed uh, the It's Our it's, it's Your Ship uh, by Michael Asrahoff. Uh, he's a former U.S. Uh, Navy captain that commanded a ship and literally took it from one of the worst – I think it was the worst ship in the U.S. Navy and brought it to become the best ship in the Navy within two years. Cool. It, 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 it just – Super incredible, incredible uh, story that he's got there. And I'm working on getting him on my show. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just scheduling issues as always, right? Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then finally, from a completely off offbeat, um, uh, smart couples finish rich, uh, personal finance for, for couples to make sure that uh, that you get your finances in order because that's another thing I, I take care of on our side is yeah. uh, all of our money. So. Lovely. Well, none of those three have been recommended. Um, well, apart from the power of when, but then I recommended that. So that doesn't really count. Um, <laughs> so <good>. Thank you. <laughs> Lovely. So, so diverse, yeah. diverse uh, group there for your, for your audience. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you. So what about um, routines, rituals to get, make sure things keep getting done? I was at this event. I was at yesterday. Somebody was talking about the known and the unknown. And he was saying, you know, if you're somebody who likes the unknown, you need to create rituals and routines to create the known out of the unknown. And I thought, Oh, that's what I do. Do you do that? I would love to have amazing morning ritual and, and routine and evening, but it just does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's honesty for you. <laughs> it just does not happen. I have things in my mind, which I would like to do each morning and evening. Yeah. Um, but generally uh, they don't happen. And it's just because life in general is chaotic, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's too many variables going on between how the boy goes down to bed, what time he wakes up at, that throws like, for example, this morning, he normally doesn't wake up till around 6.30. He was up running around at 6.05. So that quickly changes the thing, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't really necessarily have many personal morning rituals or routines or even evening. Now, there are things which I would like to do. So if I wake up early, sometimes I wake up as early as 5.30. And when I walk downstairs, my wife is still asleep and the sun's still sleeping. Uh, I'll hit... Uh, because the night before, I always do make sure the coffee pot is ready to roll because I'm a coffeeaholic. Ah, you do have uh, a ritual there then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is one, right? Um, so I hit, I hit go on that, and, and that's brewing. I'll quickly just have not work-related stuff on my phone, just checking out, you know, the sports stores, uh, sports scores from the night before, any interesting news articles, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once the coffee's brewed, I'll pour myself a cup, and I'll sit back. And generally what I try to do is get my reading in for the day because yeah. – what I find is I try to do things which I don't which I don't necessarily give enough priority to at the end of the day, mm -hmm. i.e. things easily bump it off. So reading is one of those that easily gets cut away, right? So if yeah. I can, if I got if I got quiet time to myself, I'll read in the morning. 
Uh, before I used to do that would be my workout time in the mornings, but now I've since moved it to lunchtime just due to the way our, our family dynamics are. Um, so that's basically my morning routine per se, if I yeah. get to go through it. Uh, <laughs> evenings, evenings generally um, work. Uh, my wife generally goes to bed a lot earlier than I do, especially being pregnant now. She's getting tired earlier. So I will spend, I'll spend my time. I don't touch anything. Uh, unless she's busy doing something with the podcast or a website or coaching or anything like that until she goes to bed and then I'll actually start pounding away at all this stuff and getting it, getting it done. Mm. Uh, but other things which I would like to do, which just haven't really gotten into would be meditation before bed. Mm-hmm. Reading again, if I can, if I can get the time to de- unwind. Well, given how much you got on your plate, Scott, I think we'll let you off. You know, you don't need to do all these things. <laughs> Bye on it, right? <laughs> so, what about if things don't go right? If you have a bad day and it's all gone a bit pear shaped, how do you deal with that? Um, I I, I compartmentalize pretty good. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> being in the army you learn how to do that pretty quickly yeah um no it's just if things don't go right you know you just take a moment i, I usually just take a breather i try not to bring it home uh especially mm-hmm. um i find i you know it's just uh especially at work family doesn't deserve whatever work issues are going on yeah uh, if if it pops up in conversation i'll generally make sure i try to talk about it but in a calmly and rational way and then uh, i often use um use my my alone time so in the evenings to relax out of that either through reading or just focusing on something completely different you know writing an article or doing a editing a podcast and that i find helps me get get it out of out of my mind yeah and then the next day i can i have a better clearer vision on on what needs to get done and how it needs to get taken care of yeah uh or sometimes i just need to explode and blow up and yell at people that generally doesn't happen too often (laughs) but sometimes it helps doesn't it sometimes it does help and 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 then you know despite how i i talk about leadership it's sometimes it needs to happen (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i got a great story about that one time that apparently got the it got known across the the whole squadron when i when i basically yelled at my my entire inner circle all those direct reports that work for me yeah i was quite i was quite upset over something and and uh it got heard about for right across everybody not that i pushed it out or anything but it was apparently that epic <laughs> yes well and also a sign that you don't do it often otherwise people wouldn't have felt the need to talk right about it. So that's right and fun. you know again it's it's making sure it's the right time right place to do th- everything's got the right time right place it's just it can't if you do everything all the time it gets saturated and yeah loses its right yeah so what about a day when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more and i describe that as getting to do the things that you want to do rather than the things that you feel you should do or you have to do what does that day look like um yeah that's great that's a great question Uh, (laughs) yeah think about that one quickly so you know it's seriously just like a day like that is basically a day where i've one empowered and inspired individuals become the best versions of themselves that they can be mm-hmm. and, and 
honestly it's it's you come home and you 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 own one relax and and just be thankful for what you got because as we discussed earlier there's a lot of garbage in the world and it's too easy to focus on that so when you when you have one of those days it's simply just sit back reflect be like wow i I helped so many people today achieve certain things or got them to get through this problem and and you know both at work and and in the coaching side of it and and now i've impacted people's lives in a meaningful way so Mm -hmm. you just kind of sit back and relax and and take it in for a minute yeah that's basically you know yeah yeah lovely thank you so scott how can people find out more about you and connect with you Absolutely. I'm all about uh, building better leaders over at Moving Forward Leadership. So if you just go to movingforwardleadership.com, I will have, uh, uh, that's all my resources there. That's the website. Uh, All my social media profiles are there. The podcast show notes and you can listen to it is there. And you can also subscribe via movingforwardleadership.com forward slash subscribe. And for your audience as well. Uh, I got a little gift for you guys for having me on. So if you just go to movingforwardleadership.com forward slash download, uh, your audience are going to be able to grab a free chapter of my ebook, The Nine Foundations of Leadership, in there. And okay. um, yeah, and grab it for free. Excellent. Enjoy. I'll go, I'll go and do that now. <laughs> <laughs> so yep, you can definitely do that. And um, yeah, and find me. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, uh, with your leadership journey, again, it's for anybody and everybody. I always say leadership's for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're working big business, small business, not-for-profit government, or even a state-owned parent, right? We need leadership in our lives. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Thank you, Scott. Really appreciate it. It's been great having you on the show. Appreciate it to you, Joe. Thank you again for having me on. It was, uh, it was awesome to uh, talk to you again and uh, reconnect. All this information is available in the show notes on the website. If you use the link powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 61, it'll take you there. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you feel the urge to leave a review, I'd really appreciate it if you could hop over to iTunes and find the podcast by searching for Power to Live More uh, and leave a review. That would be really cool. That can help other people to find it. Do feel free to share it with anybody you know who might find it useful. That would be really helpful too, to spread the word. And if you know someone who'd make a great guest, or maybe you'd make a great guest, then please do get in touch if you email joe at joedodds.com. I can tell you a bit more about the process. If you'd like to get onto my mailing list so that you get an email each week with a link to the new podcast, then if you go to my website, engagementandwellbeing.com, there's a link at the top that says downloads. And if you go there, you can download some useful content, some checklists and ebooks that can help to reduce your overwhelm, help you think about how you live more and perhaps get a bit more focused. And there's also one about uh, the best apps to use on your phone for improved productivity. If you go there, you can download those and join the list at the same time. Again, the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 61. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Use your power to live more.